Hey, yo, yo, thanks for tuning in. This is Andrew, host of the Andrew Oman Show. I'm glad you tuned in for another episode. Hey, wherever you are, if you're listening, if you're watching, thank you. Thank you for supporting me. I really believe that this show and this podcast, whatever, however you're watching it, uh, can really be a blessing, people. Hopefully, it's a blessing to you. So I, I don't know if I'm the only one that when I was a kid, I always used to ask the big questions. Man, I was the big questions were always on my mind. Always like, what is life's meaning? I don't know why I went, I went dramatic with a British accent, but I never asked like, what's life's meaning? It was more like. What is the meaning of life? Why am I here? Is there a purpose? That was a terrible kind of British accent. But you get the point. Is there a purpose? What's the meaning of life? Ever since I was a kid, I always asked myself, you know, what am I going to gr- what am I going to do when I grow up? Who am I going to be? Especially like who am I going to be more than what am I going to do? And I-, I have a really good friend, so such a good friend of mine. And uh, when we were kids, I-, I used to ask him, "So, what do you want to do?" He's like, "I don't know." What? You don't wait. I, I know you're like 12 or 11, but you don't know what you're gonna do with your life, dude. I've been thinking about this since I was came out of the womb, crying, baby. I want, baby. I want to be a police. I don't know what I wanted to be back then, but the whole point is, I've been thinking about it for a very long time, and my friend like just never thought about it. I I could not believe that. I I don't know how you are. If have you ever asked yourself that question? If you've ever asked yourself that question, at some point, whether you're a kid or an adult, even an older person, we ask ourselves this question about the meaning of life. In the previous episode, we talked about the four big questions of life, right? That is about origin of where where did we come from, about meaning of why we're here, about morality of what do we do when we're here, what's good, what's evil, and about destiny, right? Where are we going after we die? Do we go anywhere? Do we stop? Uh, do we disappear and all that? Today, I want to talk about meaning. Meaning, based on this book, we've talked about this before. Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor E. Frankl. I got to tell you, how much reading can enrich your life? Do it. Read this book. It, it's a very easy read. It's it's fascinating. Honestly, it, it can be pretty life changing uh, when you read this and you get the everything it's talking about, and you can actually apply it to your life. So, Man's Search for Meaning. If you've asked yourself that question of what the meaning of life is, you're not alone. I mean, in this book, it was written in the in the 1940s or 50s. And uh, in that book, it said this, that there was a survey they showed in America. In Europe, it was about 25% that felt what Viktor Frankl calls the existential vacuum. Now, I'm not talking about a vacuum that you use to vacuum your room, which by the way, it's been a long time. You got to do it. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm probably talking to myself right now. And um, it's not that vacuum. So a vacuum is, is kind of like a space, un, un hueco. So if you, speak in, if you speak Spanish, it's kind of like this void. It's not a way of saying void. So existential is, is something beyond. There's just this void in us that's searching for meaning and something that drives us forward. I'm probably not the only one that's felt that. And according to this, in America, it was about 60% of people, more or less, to fill this hole inside for meaning. And just a simple example, today pre- preparing for this uh, show, I just looked up, S- super simple, try this, search this up in the internet. What is the meaning of life? You will get 2 billion, no, wait, trillion? Yeah, billion, 2 billion, 250 million results. 
Those are a lot of answers. Okay, if you had questions, congrats. Uncle Google got got that answer for you. In fact, 2 billion 2 billion 250 million answers of what the meaning of life is. Yet there's so many answers, so many results, but we're still asking it. So what's up? What's wrong? And in his book, Viktor Frankl comes up with with three ways and what he believes are three ways that one can find meaning. And I want to share those with you because I, I definitely agree with them and I want to take a little bit further. So if you're listening today and I just want you to think about your life, like whether right now you're in a search for meaning, like let's just be honest, it's just you and me. Uh, just be be honest, like are you in a search for meaning right now? Do you feel a little bit purposeless, like you're not really sure what you're meant to do here on earth? And if there's even a purpose for you, I want to tell you there there is a purpose for you. God ain't done with you yet. God does have a purpose for everyone. Regardless if you believe in God, he still has, that doesn't make him not exist anymore. And he still has a purpose in you. So let, let's get into this. I, again, I, I encourage you to read this. So he talks about three ways, three ways which, which we can experience meaning. And the first one is by creating a creating a work or doing a deed. So that's the first one in, in work or create or doing a deed. The second one is by experiencing something or encountering someone to love, um, just encountering someone and experiencing something. And the third one's by the attitude that we take toward unavoidable suffering. Very interesting, very interesting, these three things, because let me give you a little bit of, of um, psychology background, if you will. Uh, I love psychology. I want to be better informed about it. And one a side note, before I tell you that, is uh, all these topics, you know, we can read about them. I mean, we, we live in such a, an, in the 21st century where we can learn so many things that before you had to go to college and hey, still, if you want to go to college, get a great education. That's awesome. I went to college. I graduated. So I've done that. Been there, done that. It was great. And um, I'm just telling you that I don't have to be a psychologist to tell you a little bit about psychology and a little bit background. So Freud came in, if Sigmund Freud, look him up. He came in and said that man's ultimate search, this is what he's been searching for, is for pleasure. That's it. Avoidance of pain and pleasure. So especially like sexual pleasure, whatever pleasure that you want. That's like man's ultimate. That's what he's searching for. Someone else came in and said, nah, it's not pleasure. It's power. We all want to be powerful. Then Marx came in and said, it's not pleasure. It's not power. It's it's money, right? It's, it's a fair economy and, and all that. Then here comes Viktor Frankl. And Viktor Frankl says, wait a minute. It's not power. It's not pleasure. And it's not money. It's meaning. Because he saw this, if you want to watch the other episode where we talk a little bit about his experience in the Holocaust camps, because he saw that there. He saw that there. This is an author, to give you a little context, um, a Jewish man. During during the Holocaust, he was sent to concentration camps. He is a psychologist, and he shares his observations of why people still kept their dignity in the in during the Holocaust and not just lose it and why you could find meaning even in un, unavoidable suffering fantastic book and so those those are the three so he came in and said you know what man's search is actually for meaning and that's what he found and uh, just to give you an example so the first one it was by creating a work Ma- hey maybe you found meaning in this before i know i have and it's just simple meaning right in your job 
Maybe you love your job and you found meaning that you, you want to create something that's better. And usually this happens when we're working to something that's that's bigger than us, right? And bigger than yourself. Recently watched a movie uh, about a lawyer who represented inmates in death row, something that really wasn't done very well back then. And what was going on in, in this case is that he was representing either people who were falsely accused and were in death row or that I although they had taken someone's life, it was either for because of mental illness or something that they, they didn't necessarily deserve to be on death row, according to the movie. So he found meaning in that because it was way beyond him. It was something bigger than himself. And maybe you found meaning in that. And I do encourage you. If not, if you found if you feel like you're meaningless and you haven't tried that, you know, get find find something to put your hands on into and get get work and get going and you're going to find some some meaning that can help with that and the second thing is is finding love finding love encountering something or encountering someone it's it's crazy um the author shares that during his time in the concentration camps one of the things that kept him going was the thought of his wife let me explain to you a little bit about this man he didn't know this but by the end when he got released from camps his wife was murdered, his mom was murdered, his dad was murdered, his brother was murdered, and his best friend was beheaded. Yeah, don't get worse than that. How's your day going? <laughs> Holy cow, this is horrible. And he didn't he didn't know if his wife was alive, but all their memories spent together, they, they were recently married, and um, that's what kept him going. That's what kept him going. It was just the thought of someone that he had met, that he loved. And you, a lot of people find meaning in that. And at the end, near the end of, of this episode, I want to share, you, share with you my take of where you can find ultimate meaning. And the last one is, is, is the attitude that we take to unavoidable suffering. Now, he makes very clearly, you don't need suffering to find meaning. But he shares this wonderful story after... After being liberated, he went back into uh, giving therapy, what he calls logos therapy. Read more about it. Very interesting. And he shared about a widower who his wife had passed away. and He was extremely depressed. He had gone to many therapies. and He just didn't get it. He could not get better. He could not just put a smile on his face. So he came with, with Dr. Frankel and he shared with him how, how depressed he was. And what Dr. Frankel tried to help him in is to find meaning in the middle of suffering because that's one of the worst things sometimes about suffering is that sometimes you see no significance you see no meaning but whenever you see meaning it becomes more of a sacrifice not so much as suffering and that's what he shares and he shared he asked him he asked the the gentleman the widower he said tell me sir what would have happened if you would have passed away and your wife would still be alive the man thought about it and he said that would have been horrible that would have been horrible because then she would have needed to suffer and all the sorrow. And Franco then then told him, you know what you're doing is you're not really suffering. You're actually doing the sacrifice. You're taking her place. You're saving her the pain. Okay, whether you agree with that or not, wow, he just helped him find meaning there. So I do want you to take into account three, these three ways. I don't know if you have. Maybe a lot of, th- maybe you've been searching for pleasure. You've been searching in the wrong places. You feel this void inside of you and you've been trying to, f- to find it in, in relationships and in sometimes toxic relationships or just 
video games, whatever pleasure comes to you by, whatever that might be, maybe you've been trying to find it that way. Or instead, you've been doing them by power. You've, you've tried to work yourself up, work your education and all that so you can tell people how powerful you are. And, and only you and God know your intentions. Or maybe it hasn't even been that. It's been money. But I want to present to you that maybe it's a lack of meaning. Maybe that's what we're missing. It's a lack of meaning. Maybe it's that existential vacuum that needs to be filled by someone or by something. Now, I want to take this a step further and I want to present you this idea because I I am completely convinced, completely convinced that the ultimate sense of meaning is found in someone. Now, you know I'm a Christian and as a Christian, I know and I can tell you by experience that the ultimate sense of meaning is found in Jesus and I want to share with you why. It's super simple. If if you're a Christian listening to this, be encouraged by this. Because one thing to understand is we're all humans, whether you're a Christian or, or not a Christian or religious or whatever, we're all humans and we can all feel that void, that void of just meaninglessness, that we need something to fill it in. And this is what I've experienced in my personal life, is that the ultimate ultimate sense of meaning comes with a relationship with Jesus. You see, in the Bible, uh, Jesus gives us an amazing story, just super quick, super quick, that I really believe it, it about building one's life, and it has a lot to do with meaning. I want, I want to read this part with you. Check this out. This is in Matthew chapter 7. He says this. This is Jesus speaking. He says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the rock. Man, this is like the three little piggies. Uh, I don't know how that story goes too well, actually. Um, be on the rock, and it did not fall, because it, it had been founded on the rock. Okay, so that's the first thing. Then he says, And everyone who hears the words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Why am I sharing this story? Because I really believe this has to do with meaning. Because the way that we build our life is a lot of times the way that we're trying to find and search for meaning. A lot of us either try to search for meaning in something, so we build our lives around work. Maybe that's you. I know that's been me a lot. Sometimes it's been tempting to do that, to just build it on work. I, I worked in a hotel for a lot of for about two years or so, at, at least that. And I was talking with with one of the chefs in the, in the break room, and we were just talking about this verse actually. And I mentioned to him, I said, "Look, here's the thing: if your life is based on work, and that's how you you that's how you get your meaning. You're fulfilled every day, or at least you try to be, and you just get that by work. What happens when you're fired?" I mean, like, let's get real though. What happens when you're fired? If if your whole life is built on work, and there's so many people that this is true, maybe it's true of your life. If, it's, if, if work is your ultimate foundation of where you find meaning in, what happens when you're fired? Do you become meaninglessness? Meaning, meaningless. Yeah, there it is. Do you, do you, sorry. So de Mexico, bro. So de Mexico. I'm from Mexico. Um, do you become meaningless in that moment? Or let's put it another way. Maybe you're, you're not working, you're a student and you're in school. If your whole life is built on school, 
what happens if you're not accepted to the college you wanted, or you don't get that scholarship, or you get a bad grade? All of a sudden, your foundation is shifting. Just like this, if your house, your life is built on work, or on school, or on sports, or on money, or on fame, all that can go away in the split of a second, in the blink of an eye. You don't even see it coming; it's gone, just like that. You can agree with me. Just look at look at everyone's money. I was, man, who told me this? I think it was my brother told me about. I think it was a musician, an artist who. Oh, well, take this. Take Will Smith for example. Listen to his own story. He he hit. He got a Grammy a Grammy award for one of his songs. Right, this is actually before he started acting, and a Grammy award. He got so much money, and he spent it all. To the point that Uncle Sam was tapping his door and saying, "I want my money back." That's what. That, that's how bad he got. Before you know it, if your meaning is in money, it's gone. If it's in work, it's gone. If you get fired or or anything like that. So, although I agree, you can find some meaning, and that's what he's saying. He's not saying your ultimate sense of meaning, but you can find some meaning in work and things that you do. It's true, but it's not your ultimate sense of meaning. I I, I do believe that. We're searching for something more, something that can't just be taken away by someone saying you're fired. And guess what? It's not fame. It's not money either. It has to be something that's beyond you and me. And this is what Jesus says. He says, "But the person who built it on the rock, on the rock, who's the rock? Read the Bible. The rock is Jesus. You see, when you build your life in Jesus, it is in a solid foundation that will not move." Because my job can be taken away, my books can be taken away, my sports I can I can break my leg, not be able to play sports or basketball anymore. But I still have meaning because I have a relationship with Jesus. I don't know I don't know where you find yourself today. I, I really don't, and only you and God know your actual situation. But I want you to know that there's something more that life is more than just working to. Not nine to five, twenty four seven. Even in those Seven Elevens that never close or McDonald's, life is more than that. I know that's a hard season. I got you, man. I got you. But life is way more than that. And God is offering you. Oh, man, I cannot tell you. I cannot stress this enough. God loves you so much. He wants you to put your trust in Him in that relationship that will never fade. You, I, I tell you from personal experience and from I'm sure millions of other Christians. Then know when you put your faith in Christ and you have that relationship, that's what gives you meaning. No matter what gets taken away in the middle of suffering, in the middle of crisis, in the middle of oppression, whatever it might be, I have meaning, and you can have that meaning too. So I invite you: do that search, search for a church, search, tell, ask, ask a friend who you know that that knows Jesus, and if you're a Christian. Spend that time with Jesus. That's where your ultimate meaning is going to come from. It's not going to come from anything else. That's momentary. That's just a moment. It can be taken away, or it can leave. But what you have in Jesus stays forever. Stays forever. And I, I so I love this book. I, I really encourage you to read it. It's extremely helpful. Extremely. Um, you just learned a lot. I mean, I learned a lot about psychotherapy and. Logos therapy. I, I I knew nothing about that be- before reading this book. And if you're going about your day right now, be encouraged. Be encouraged that you do have meaning, you do have purpose, and it's all found in God. So we'll see you next episode. Have a great one. <laughs>